0: Hey there. My name is Arthur Ettinger and welcome to Close to the Vest with Arthur Ettinger. I am a, an attorney, a litigator, a matrimonial lawyer. I've been practicing for approximately 25 years. More importantly, I am a dad of two boys and I've been not divorced only once, but divorced twice. During the pandemic, I started with the closures of the courts and the downtime I started to explore podcasts and listen to podcasts relating to relationships and divorces. And what I found is that there's a huge market that has not been tapped into and I felt that what people need out there that are struggling or going through issues in their relationships uh, or pending divorces, they need to hear from others and have some sort of support. And so I believe and I felt that uh, I could provide that not only as a family law practitioner, but a single dad who has gone through the process, has sat in their chair, has been a litigant as well as a family law attorney. I hope you uh, listen and enjoy. My plan is to have uh, guests of all walk of life. Uh, I represent typically high net worth individuals. However, I'm gonna have clients, I'm going to have experts, thought leaders, forensic accountants, therapists, uh, entertainers, athletes, all people that can speak to relationships and issues that relate to divorce. I hope you are able to learn from the process uh, as much as I am in this podcast, and I welcome your thoughts and ideas. My goal with this podcast is to make your road through the divorce less painful. As my first podcast, I could not think of anybody Uh, better than uh, Christina Shaw, uh, also known as my girlfriend, Rigatoni, to join me here. Um, Thank you so much, babe. I love you. And you are truly an inspiration to me. And um, so I welcome you. Thank you.
1: Oh, my God. You are so adorable. And I'm so excited to be doing this with you. This podcast is going to be so... Um, what people need. So I think it's awesome that you are putting yourself out there, taking the time out of your busy day to um, record and have guests. And I love that I'm your first guest.
0: Awesome. So before we get into the nuts and bolts, why don't you tell everybody how they can uh, reach you? You're a rock star, single mom, and business owner. So how can everybody reach you?
1: Awesome. So um, I have an all state insurance agency in Wantagh on Long Island and um, I absolutely love what I do and you could reach me at 516-900-1234 or follow me on Instagram at i'm with shaw.
0: So as as I mentioned before um, you are a single mom that's good because uh, that would make it <laughs> a little bit weird since we're dating. Um, so, I I just want to know from you. I I don't I haven't met someone as positive as you. We all joke that your mantra is so blessed, and so I would love to know, and I'd love for you to share because there are a lot of people who are going through it or thinking about going through it and um, or maybe not as positive. And so I guess the first question uh, would be, when you were going through it, were you as positive as you are as you sit here today?
1: That's an awesome question and I love it because if there's one person who listens to this that says um, I could be a strong single mom or I could be a strong single dad, because I learned something from Christina Shaw, that's, that's just awesome. So um, just to set the background a bit for anybody listening, I have um, been divorced for about four years now. And when I divorced, I had um, two babies at home. And my divorce was um, emotional. My divorce was, um, the word tragic comes to mind, Um, and I share that because we didn't sit down over a cup of coffee and decide to consciously uncouple. Um, There was a lot of ugly involved, and the day um, we'll say I found out the marriage was over, I thought to myself, okay, the marriage is over, Um, we are not a good husband and wife, but you are a good father and I'm a good mother. So how do we work together and raise happy, brilliant little children? And I had to learn how to separate the two. And I took a lot of time to grieve and a lot of time to get healthy. And I listened to every podcast under the sun. Um, But I recognized that um, that's a separate process and Let's co-parent these children and let's um let's work together instead of being adversaries, if you will, um, because the children deserve more than that. And I say that um I just like to make a little disclaimer, assuming there's no right abuse and and things of that nature that that was not in our uh, our case, so I'm able to do that with with my now ex-husband. so um I. I think I was always positive. I think I s- saw these little girls and I knew that they deserved a beautiful life. And I had to say, what, what can I learn from this? And how can I be a better person and a stronger mother? And these girls, um, they see a really happy mom. And that's important to me. Um, and that's what keeps me so positive on the days where, you know, it's hard to be a single parent.
0: And were there certain things that you did or did not do during the process <clears throat> that um, allowed you to stay the course of being positive? Because it's easy, we both know it's easy to kind of veer off the path. And it's a lot, a lot of the times it's harder to, as they say, uh, take the high road. Were there certain things, where I know you meditate
1: there were a lot of things that I did. Um, First of all, I'm just naturally an open person. So I was very open with friends and family and colleagues that I was going through some really ugly stuff. Um, So I got a lot of great advice from people early on, people who were older than me and who divorced when they had young children and kind of encouraged me in those early days that you want to get along with this person and life is actually easier if you both could coexist. Um, That's when I really started my meditation practice. Um, I was always spiritual and I listened to a lot of, I just wanted to hear positivity. I didn't want to be that woman who in 5 and 10 and 15 years was still angry about her relationship not working out. The marriage was over. We were not reconciling. So why not take that and and just it's time to move on. So I just, I did a lot of podcasts. Um, I was in therapy um, and I allowed myself the time to grieve. Um, I tell people now I have a single mom community, as you know, and I encourage my friends going through this to take time for yourself. I I didn't date. I wasn't interested in that. I just had to be with Christina.
0: I love it. And um, so I we haven't spoken about this, but a lot of people who know you um, and you're very active and social um, know your story about um, your house burning down and going through the whole Sandy debacle. Do you think that affected your outlook uh, when you were going through the divorce?
1: Absolutely. And that's a really great question. Um, So my divorce happened in March and prior that October, prior to March, I had lost my home in a fire, which is crazy being that I uh, own an insurance agency. And um, it quickly puts life into perspective that like, oh, I wasn't supposed to snap. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's all good. (laughs) Um, It puts life into perspective that um, I went to bed that night. And the next morning I woke up and I lost literally everything that I owned. So I think it made the divorce easier, if you will, because we didn't have um, the china that Grandma Ruth gifted to us in the wedding. Um, I actually kid around. He moved out on the 1st of April that year. And I looked at him. I said, are you taking the knives and he said, no. And I said, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah,
0: I love that story.
1: And we I- had nothing to to argue about uh, as far as content. So I think when you go through something like that, it, it just puts in perspective what's important. And like I said, the marriage was, um, we were not going to reconcile. And so it was all about how do we move forward as two adults with these two beautiful children who did not ask for this. And how do we, and how do we coexist together?
0: And so I know that Jamie lives down the block essentially from you. And
1: you are the hero in that story, by the way.
0: Well, I don't know if I'm the hero, but I think, you know, there are, there are a lot of different kind of camps of thought Um, some people are adamantly opposed when they get divorced to live, um, whether it's down the hall in an apartment building or down the street in the suburbs. And so, and I commend you guys because it seems to have worked really quite nicely. Um, If you could just share for the audience, what it's like to live down the street essentially from your ex and uh, you know, some of the good points and some of the bad points
1: that's um and again um you in in my viewpoint are the hero because it takes a strong confident person on the other side of this equation to be comfortable with the fact that jamie lives um eight houses i like to be really clear eight houses away from me um so I think that in the beginning, it would not have worked for me, um, which may sound selfish, um, but again, it was emotional and it was not some place I imagined my life being. So when he moved out, he moved to the next town. Um, we're in Lido Beach. He moved over to Island Park. And that was a really good distance for me at the time. We were close enough, but not on top of one another. Um, but fast forward when he moved in last year it couldn't be any more perfect because we do co-parent well and we get along for for the most part um of course we we hit our bumps like every um two people do um i think it's great for the kids if um it's my five-day stretch or his five-day stretch. Um, we are not opposed to a quick um, pop-in. Hey, I'm going to drive by. Um, can I run in and say a quick hello to the kids? Um,
0: and I, if I can just jump in please. on that. Because, I, you know, I love that aspect of your relationship, but at the same time, I also see some problems with that, you yeah. know, because that's his time and you're and kind of invading it. his time and there's more transitions It seems to work with you guys. I don't think it works for everybody. Um,
1: I think if you, and I would agree with that. I think if you get along for the most part, that will work. I, I think in situations where two people are not getting along, then it wouldn't be healthy for the children. Or if the kids would have an issue with that, right? My girls... I think this is just what they know because we divorced when they were so young, which I now see as a blessing. I remember when they were babies crying like, oh, my God, how is this even happening? And people older and wiser said this is actually a blessing, Christina. And I do see that because they just know dad lives down the block. Mommy loves Arthur or as Matt calls you. Arthur. <laughs> That's just what they know. No,
0: I get that, you know, when my boys were, uh, when I got divorced and they were very small and I used to sit and cry as if I was the first person to get divorced and, and my support structure would always point out like better now, better than, than when they're 15, 16, um, where they can understand, they get angry.
1: Yeah. They just know that mom and dad love them. Mom is happy in mom's house and dad is happy in dad's house. And, um, I try to welcome the conversation of dad in my house and he has a girlfriend and I welcome that conversation and, and a young, she also has a a daughter the same age. So just as, Oh, no,
0: let's talk about that. Actually. Um, interested in knowing how your thoughts, because, you know, when you start to bring in, you know, significant others after a split, um, everybody, it's, it's a fact of life. People are going to move on from their situation, but you have to accept that that other person that you shared a life with is now going to move on and have, um, you know, a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And, and so, Uh, I'm curious how that has impacted you and the bringing in somebody else. And uh, it's another layer of concern or fears or insecurities. And I'm just, you know, I know it's a sensitive subject, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts about that.
1: Um, The blended family is so beautiful and can be so complicated. I think that... What we have is so special. Um, so for the listener, you know, we waited a bit of time to introduce our kids. Um, so for some context, my girls are 5 and 7, and Arthur's boys are 6 and 14. And so um, I felt strongly about making sure anybody I introduced to the girls um, is somebody that's going to be in my life, um, uh, you know, for a period, hopefully uh, forever, but for a period of time. And so um, I, I tried to treat the boys um, as if I was, like, their best friend, Um and the person that loves their dad so dearly, and always um, respecting their mother because that's what I want on the other side. So when I'm putting the three little ones to sleep at night and I say to Jack, the little guy, your mommy and daddy love you so much, I do that very intentionally because that's what I want to happen on the other end. I think as a mom, Um. I know there's a lot of times I get insecure, like, oh my God, will the girls love somebody more than me? And I know that sounds silly, but that's, that is how you feel at times. So I always operate um, when I'm speaking to the boys and loving the boys. I want them to know that my home is a safe home, that I treat them just like the girls. um, And I never want to be their mom. I just want to be their really good friend. And I think that 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 makes the relationship work really well. And you do that with the girls. Um, and, and, um, it's not always easy, right. When. Yeah. And listen,
0: I, I, I'm in awe of how you deal with it. And I know the boys love you and, um, listen, it's not always rosy, but, uh, and you know, they're <laughs> especially Jack, he's six and, you know, but the way you handle it and you, acknowledge you're not his mom and you're not trying to replace his mom. Never. And, He's not an
1: awesome mom, so.
0: And so, and and he respects you and loves you and, and you care about him as if you were his own. And so I love you for that. And that's how I feel about uh, your girls. Um,
1: but to your point, and I love that, but it's not always easy, especially when we parent differently, right? Like Arthur as a parent and Christina as a parent we're very different, but I think we have learned to respect one another. And um I think it I, I do think it's easier that I have girls and you have boys, right? Um, but I remember <laughs> when you met the girls um the first day, they were like so excited to meet you, but they're they're little girls, so they're crying about we were painting pottery, remember? I do
0: remember? <laughs> I took a very long bathroom break that day and called a lot of clients because that was I'm um, just used to boys, and boys just, you know, respond a lot differently than girls and all good.
1: Yeah, so I think it's just, like, respecting each other and how that person parents and and who that kid is, right? Like, how Jack is is very different than Mac and Mia and Dylan, so.
0: I get it. And so, you know, I commend you. You guys resolved a very, you know, sensitive. Um, your process for the whole was very amicable. Um, but is there anything that you would have done differently if you were to do it again?
1: That's a good question. Um we talk a lot about, of course, i I didn't know Arthur when I was getting divorced, and that's a common question. People love that, like, oh my God, was he your divorce attorney? And I was like, no, we met online., um, um, I loved my attorney. Um, and I think that that was really important in the process. I needed somebody, um, strong and somebody, I can be a big personality. So uh, (laughs) I needed somebody to say, Christina, this makes no sense, or this is not how we're going to do it. So, um, that was, that was something that was important, but that's not answering your question. Would I have done anything differently? Um, I think I probably would have set up some more boundaries early on. I think I was probably guilty of that. I think there was a process of me letting go. I had this fantasy of a perfect marriage. And then when the perfect marriage fell apart on me, I had a fantasy of the perfect divorce. So an example would be we would go out to dinner one or two times a week as a family, and I felt that that was really important to show the kids that you always have mom and dad. But I look back, and I'm like, that's kind of weird um, that we did that. And, and now people... I think it's
0: actually, some people think it's weird. Like, there are certain people that won't agree that today is Tuesday, uh, but then there are, you know, it's actually quite beautiful, and for this, you know, there's a lot of people who can't put aside their anger. And I commend both of you. You know, we all have our issues. But you guys, by doing that, we're able for the sake of the little ones to just even for two hours during that dinner to show you're a united front.
1: Yes. Yeah, great point. Great point. Um, and you're right. It it takes two people to decide to get along, right? So even though I was the the hurt party, um, it I do commend him, like you said, because he stepped up to the plate and and participated in this process with me and made it amicable.
0: So now there's a question. You know, some people that may be listening to this or watching this may may not be in the position where they're ready to move forward with divorce and maybe they're just pivoting in their relationship. Um, Is there something that maybe you would do differently, not the divorce, but maybe in your relationship with Jamie that says, you know, uh, now that I've, now that I am where I am, maybe if I did something differently to keep the marriage together, because uh, so many times people come to me and I, I can, Within 20 minutes of a consult, I can say, You're not ready for a divorce. Why don't you go and maybe meet with a marriage counselor or do this or go on a date? You guys obviously have not been focusing on how those kids got there. Maybe go take a vacation. Right. So, you know, maybe you guys weren't communicating the way you should have been communicating. Um, is there, do you look back and say, You know, I have some regrets. I should have done X, Y, and Z.
1: I think that's a really fair question and it's a tough question because I think in my particular situation um the divorce would have happened um no matter what happened in the home um but even with that said it took the two of us to get to that point um we were in marriage counseling um I do look back and I regret that we both Worked so much, and we were both so focused on running our businesses. Um, and I think that if we both maybe um, sat down and had dinner together at six thirty, like the rest of America, and watched American Idol, um, there may have been a chance uh, of the marriage surviving. But we were two ships in the night. We didn't um, grow together. Um, so I I sometimes look back and. I do regret all the hours I worked. But at the same time, I think that's what allows me to not have that anger that I could stand on my feet, right? And I have this successful business that I love so much. um, And I was able to identify with that during the divorce. I had the business. I had friends and family. So but yeah, I would think that probably uh, more time in the house as a couple.
0: And so you touched upon before people asking you if uh, I met you in your divorce. And obviously (laughs) that's not the case, but I'm curious, and this is kind of off topic, but why not ask, what's it like dating a divorce attorney?
1: Oh my God. I kid around with my friends. They'll sometimes, um, so to back up for a moment, um, you had asked a question earlier about things I did to uh, stay positive, remain positive, or become positive. And I remember standing um, at a communion of a very, very good friend and it was early on, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, where are all the divorced people? I felt so alone and at isolated, even though I have like, had an amazing support system. I didn't have a community of young moms, so I created one. So now I have a single mom community. I don't like to call it a group. It's a community of strong women. There's um, 67 of us, and... Um
0: What's the reason why you
1: did that I wanted I wanted to inspire other women and I wanted um to be able to relate when when sometimes it's hard maybe you're not agreeing on a holiday or you're having a disagreement and you don't have that control over your ex right if they as if they were your husband and and I wanted somebody to know the shoes I was walking in. So I went and I created that and I have some of the greatest, greatest friends in the world. What was your question? I I forgot. Uh, Oh, dating a divorce attorney. So, okay. That's why I brought up this group because a lot of times they'll call me and they'll say, Shaw, do you mind asking Arthur this question? Because they all know that um, I am uh, so in love with you. And... I kid around. I'm like, oh, I don't need to ask Arthur. I could answer that question. And of course, I always ask him. I am uh, by no means an attorney. Um, what's it like dating a divorce attorney? I think that um, because you are successful and you are so available to your clients, which um, I love that about you as an attorney, and I know your clients love, um, I think it helps that I have a fulfilling career And I too am busy um, because you work a lot, right? And you're on your phone a lot and um, you don't have a nine to five job, right? We were on Block Island this summer and you were working all weekend. And that's, again, what makes you an amazing attorney. Um, uh, But there's challenges too. Um, What I love personally and selfishly, it, it, helps me remain grateful for my co-parenting relationship. I am uh, highly emotional, I'm reactive, so something will happen wow. with Jamie, and I'm like, can you believe? And then I, have, I take a step back and I'm like, wait a second, think about what the case is that Arthur's working on. Um, and I just love seeing you so dedicated to your clients. So, and I think it's awesome that we both have careers that we love.
0: That's awesome. I appreciate that. So, we're in some pretty challenging times. So, I feel like it's a lot of people out there are struggling with the pandemic issues, and there's a lot of uncertainty whether they're still at home, you know, hunkered down with quote unquote uh, the enemy, or they're now navigating an access schedule um, and there are heightened fears. Um, And I'm just curious how COVID has impacted your outlook on, you know, just post-divorce and the access schedule. Um, So, you know, can you impart some wisdom to somebody listening in on this?
1: So um, we kept, in, in our situation, we kept our schedule the same. A few months in there was talk of changing it, but I quite honestly wasn't comfortable um going an extended period of time without seeing the girls, especially that they're my neighbors when they're not in my home. Um so we kept our we have 50 50 um time with the girls. We kept it the same. Um there were they um you know, March happened, right? And then they were home for school. So what we decided to do, because I was working remotely and he was not, we decided that they would do school in my house full time. And on his parenting days, they stayed in the house during the day, and then they went to his house at night. Um, that way we weren't moving work around and making it a, more complicated than it had to be. Um. And I think we just had to really trust one another, which isn't always easy when you're divorced, even in um, a successful co-parenting relationship, it is hard to trust that other person. So um, I think I just had to accept, okay, this is what he's doing and this is what I'm doing. And um, I think that you and I were extra cautious because we are in blended families, right? And we don't you don't really know what your ex-wife's doing and what my ex-husband's doing. So you and I kind of had hunkered down. Um, And I I think I just felt grateful that I had work, right? I was busy during COVID. I had to completely um, revamp my business. Um, I'm on the road all day in real estate offices and mortgage banks educating, and I couldn't do that, so I had to quickly pivot. And I look back and I – I, I feel proud, and i my heart smiles that we were able to pivot and remain successful.
0: awesome. Um, is there anything else you would want to uh, share f- to a person about to embark on um, a divorce?
1: You said something earlier that um hit home because I have a dear friend um a very dear friend who was so brave and left her marriage that was no longer serving her. And I kind of get goosebumps and some tears in my eyes because I always say that what she did, she was braver than I was. I feel like I was catapulted out of my marriage where she had to make this um, conscious decision to leave. And I remember saying to her, like, as long as you could look yourself in the mirror and you know you did everything to save that marriage, like, did you go to marriage counseling? Did you, instead of you say this all the time, standing on ceremony, like, did you really, did you really try to work on that marriage for the sake of the marriage, for you, for him and the children? Um, and then if at the end of the day, the answer is no, um, I encourage you to think about, you have such an opportunity to rebuild your life after a divorce, um, just because you're divorced, um, people kid around with me that I make divorce look great. And really it's just because I made the conscious decision, um, to make a beautiful life for myself. Like I, I had an opportunity to have a redo. I made a list, believe it or not, shocking, right? Of everything I needed in a partner. Um, that's you. And you know, I just, so I, 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 I you I met the kicked list, all the Yes, boxes. all three of them, uh, yeah. the top three. And so, you know, that, what that, are the three boxes? Um, number one was loyalty. Um, and number two was humor. And like, that's what I love about you the most is that you make me laugh every single day. Um, but divorce does not, it's not a death sentence. Um, and your children, they're not going to be serial killers because you're divorced. I, I struggled with that. Like the girls are happy. Your boys are happy. Um, I love that they see what a happy home looks like. So that's what I would just say to people is that if you're going through this really ugly time, um, take a moment and think about how you want your life to look and then go make that happen because nobody else is doing it for you. That's awesome. Well, I love
0: you, Regatoni, And I'm, So glad that you came to do this with me. So thank you. This
1: is awesome. I'm so excited. I'm your first guest. So thank you.